The Biden administration has changed the definition of the word recession. Yes, this is an administration that changes the definition to a lot of words. They've changed the definition to what job growth means. They've changed the definition of what building a wall is. Men are women, women are men. But this one particular word has the capability to hurt them more than any other word. And that is why they changed the definition of it. The definition of recession because we are indeed in a recession. I'm going to talk to you about that. I'm also going to give a little bit of a follow-up on stuff that we talked about on last week's episode with the whole Trump versus Pence thing and their endorsements for these primaries coming up. Uh, We have, well, as you listen to this episode, it will be Tuesday, which will be the day of the Arizona primaries, which is a big election, probably amongst the top three in primary season. So I'm going to give a little bit of an update on that going into the actual election of the primary. And then I also want to talk a little bit about a cultural moment that we talked about in many episodes ago, the slap heard around the world, Chris Rock and how Will Smith has come out after all these months and officially apologized to Chris Rock and Chris Rock's not having it. And I think that's great. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. I am rolling solo today. So you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Go on over to our website. That's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. This is when RX would say it truly is the best, but he's not with us today. He's under the weather, so I'm holding it down, rolling solo. Um... But like always, if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. If you want to help us stay independent, go to our website. You can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merch. And if you know somebody that would like the things that we talk about here on this podcast, please share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms. Yes, so I'm rolling solo today, but fear not we still have a good episode in store um and tomorrow everything should be tomorrow next week everything should be back to normal in terms of the weekly show and how we normally do it and everything like that so kicking off the show today we want to talk about the biden administration changes the word Recession changes the definition of what that word means because we are officially in a recession. Now, what is the definition of a recession? The definition of a recession is when you have two consecutive quarters of negative GDP. So your GDP doesn't grow. Your GDP doesn't stay the same. It's when it's actually in the negative. 
And we've had that under the Biden administration for the last two quarters. Well, out of nowhere, they've decided to change the definition of what a recession is. And not only did they change the definition of a recession, they have the mainstream media that's along with them. They're just going along with it. And the craziest thing about this is, aside from Tucker Carlson, because he's going to be the only one that gets at these people, nobody has anything to say about it. Not even Republican politicians. And it really makes you wonder. It's like, we're in a primary season. In November, it'll be the midterms. Do you all not want to win? Do you not care? Do you uh, don't care about your career, politics? Like, why aren't you driving this point home? Like, the, the idea that you're not seeing every Republican in the Senate, every Republican in the House blast this notion that these people are trying to change the definition of what a recession is, is outlandish. Now, granted, there are caveats to this recession. You know, there are certain economic indicators that show that it's not as bad as past recessions we've seen. People aren't losing their jobs, or at least not yet. But we still are in a recession. We still are technically in a recession. And if the shoe was on the other foot and Trump was in office, the mainstream, it would be all over. It, it, it would be the headline on every newspaper. It would be the main story on every nightly news show. But yet, because Biden is in office, they're not making a big deal about it. And it is a big deal because we don't know what the future holds. Uh, the future is a little bit uncertain when it comes to the economy because, sure, maybe people aren't, we're not seeing, you know, 2008 numbers, 2008 situation where people are losing their homes, people are losing their jobs, all types of stuff like that. Yeah, maybe we're not seeing that, but we have to consider the fact that we have runaway inflation, gas is through the roof. People are at the point where they are literally having to decide on whether or not to go to work or not because of how much gas costs, cutting back drastically on groceries, things in the household. So it's, yeah, maybe we're not getting all of the, 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 the horror show that we've seen in the past. But it doesn't mean things are good for people. And then and, and that's the other thing. That's the other thing that's so important about this whole thing is that, okay, granted, it's not 2008, at least not yet. And so because it's not 2008 and because the job market currently is relatively strong, they feel like, oh, all right, well, let's change the definition. These people are stupid. They're not going to know any better. They're none the wiser. And we're going to keep it moving and we're going to skate on that into the midterms. The problem with that is, is that it's all semantics. Okay, yes, you changed the definition of a recession and this is what you're running away with. Okay, but that doesn't change the fact that the average American household is feeling what they're feeling and you are not addressing it. So you're so busy being concerned with changing the definition of a word. This is your concern right now. You're so busy 
changing the definition of the word that you don't care anything about what people are going through. And this is what I hope people remember and people hold on to going into these next few months because, I mean, we're in August now. We're in August. You got September, October, November, early November. That's that's game day. That's that's midterms. That's will that would severely and drastically dictate how the country moves forward. It's going to show the Democrats the 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 national attitude towards them, the national attitude towards the policies that they've supported. It's going to show everybody they need to know going into the 2024 presidential election. And hopefully things get better. I mean, I can't imagine the American electorate being okay with this, being okay with the status quo continuing. But whatever, you know, you never know. You never know. So what I'm going to do now is I want to play a clip from... Peter Ducey doing his job as he usually does. And as you might have heard in the intro, I mentioned how this administration is changing the definition to a lot of words. So it's not just recession, even though I feel like that is the most important of these definitions that they're changing. But I remember uh, a few months ago with Biden, it was the whole jobs growth thing. Oh, we have the best uh, uh, jobs growth in history. Well, you didn't create those jobs. Those were jobs that came back after the pandemic. So that is disingenuous and another alteration to what jobs growth traditionally means. The wall, building the wall, they... Are not they? They say they're not building the wall. Or they're not continuing Trump's wall, but they are currently. They and, and they they're doing it because they have exposed themselves to potentially lose a lot of support in areas along the border because of how bad just the the influx of of. Uh, migrants has been as of late swarming in so peter ducey asks about that so i'm gonna play two different clips one where he's asking about the wall and you're gonna hear biden's press secretary say that they're not building a wall even though they are or continuing the wall they're not continuing it and then he's gonna ask about recession and they're gonna say we're not in a recession so let me find these clips real quick so we'll play the the wall one, and then we'll play the the recession one. Okay, and on another subject, why is the Biden administration building a border wall in Arizona? So um, we are not uh, we are not finishing the wall. Uh, we are cleaning up the mess the prior administration uh, left behind in their in their failed attempt uh, to build a wall. So there you have it. They're building a wall, but they're not building a wall. According to them, they're cleaning up a mess, which consists of building a wall. It's all about 
words with these people. And, I, and I've mentioned this on the show before. You have to pay attention to the words they use. That's very important. They are the party that believes in all this crazy nonsense of dog whistles. Oh, that's a racist dog whistle or that's a such and such dog whistle. That's a white supremacy dog whistle. Because they're that that's how they operate. So they don't want to utter the words build the wall. Because while they are they want to look how they need to look and keep they want to keep up appearances to who and when they need to keep up the appearance. So an example, you got the border wall and the border towns and people dealing with the influx of migrants. You got those people. So yes, we're going to address that. We want to fix that. We don't want to lose those votes. But the people that live in, like, let's say Chicago or New York, where you're not dealing with that influx because these are not border towns, border cities, well, no, we don't want to say we're building the wall. In fact, we don't even want people to know that we're doing anything about that because the optics shifts. These are hypocrites. These are inconsistent people, and they're hypocrites, and they'll do and say whatever they need to say to try to win. And that's what we have going on right now. So now let me play the other clip. And on another today. If things are going so great though, then why is it the White House officials are trying to redefine recession? No, we're not redefining recession. If we all understand a recession to be two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth in a row, and then you have White House officials come up here to say, no, 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 that's not what a recession is. It's something else. How is that not redefining recession? Because that's not the definition. That is not the definition. Piety said in 2008, of course, economists have a technical definition, which is of a recession, which is two consecutive quarters of negative growth. I can tell and you this. They said mm -hmm. two, two negative quarters of GDP growth is not the technical definition of a recession. It is what not. Changed? It is not. Why did he say that? It, it is was, not. I can I can speak to I can speak to you to what he said yesterday in front of all of you, which is the last thing that you just repeated. There are many factors. There are many factors, economic factors and indicators to consider, uh, and. I will say that uh, the textbook definition of recession is not is not two negative quarters of GDP. We have a strong labor market. And there you have it. Um, she lied right there in front of everybody. It is not. It is not. When it is, that is the technical definition of a recession. She says that that is not the technical definition of a recession. That's crazy to me. That's crazy. But at the same time, I understand. I understand why they think they could get away with this because do people care? Do people really care? And and that's the thing that we have to ask ourselves. Do people care? Do people, you know, when they're living it up or drinking on the weekend, the sports game or whatever, like, do, do they even care? Oh, it's a recession. Oh, it's not a recession. Oh, whatever. I got to go to work tomorrow. And, and that's where it's at. And so you have that on one hand, but then on the other hand, the way that I hear people struggling and what they're dealing with, 
on the other hand, I'm like, well, it has to mean something to them. They have to be feeling it. I don't know. I guess I guess November will tell and and some of these preliminary numbers out of the midterms I guess can indicate how people are feeling. Um I think the 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 Wyoming uh primaries is is a big indicator and it, you know as I kind of segue into the next topic um I think that's a that's a big indicator. The Wyoming because you got Liz Cheney now Liz Cheney Republican January 6th January 6th January 6th that's all that she's been paying attention to that's all that she's been concerned with people don't care about that you you look at the polls you look at the data of what people are concerned with January 6th is not there. I don't even know. I don't even believe it's in the top 10 of the things that they're most concerned with. That's good. That's a huge indicator. That's a huge indicator of, of if the establishment route, what the Democrats are pushing, if people are buying it. The establishment Republicans and what Democrats are pushing, are people buying that? Or is it America first, MAGA, we're going to see. And that's kind of why, in part, I wanted to go over what's going on in Arizona again. Because we talked last week how uh, Pence is endorsing um, Robeson, Taylor Robeson, the... um, the establishment candidate for for Arizona, and you got Kerry Lake, the MAGA candidate, literally doesn't have a machine behind her. It's literally just Trump's endorsement, and that's pretty much it. She is a Kerry Lake is ahead of the, in the polls. That's for governor. Blake Masters is ahead of the of in the polls. That's for Senate. That's also the MAGA candidate, and. Well, as you hear this episode, as I record this episode, it's it's the Monday before. But as you hear this episode, it will be the Tuesday of that particular primary race or those particular primary races. So we're going to look at the numbers. Uh, it does it does look like Masters and Lake are going to take it home, but we'll see. You you never know. We will see. But what's interesting about that is. Right now, you have some bills set to be passed. Well, they, they want to get some bills passed, and, and some people are calling the bill. And Manchin, Joe Manchin, surprisingly, is supporting uh, some of Biden's current bills that he's trying to pass. And then Manchin actually drew up a bill which was is i guess designed to reduce inflation uh so it seems like he's been a little bit more chummy with biden and the rest of the democrats lately but what's interesting is and i realized this this past sunday uh as mansion was on these news shows touting what was going on with that particular bill uh 
a lot of the news anchors mentioned how cinema from Arizona has been very quiet about that bill. And I'm wondering if maybe because she's from Arizona, if she's waiting to see what happens with these primaries and these primary numbers. Because if you have a lot of enthusiasm for the MAGA candidates, you would imagine it's probably not in her best interest, being from the state that she's in, to endorse what Manchin and Biden and the rest of the Democrats are on right now. I don't know if she's thinking that, but I would. I, let's just put it that way. If uh, Being a strategist, I would look at that and be like, you know what? It's probably not a good idea for me to rock with these people right now. You know, if, if you see a whole lot of enthusiasm in her state for not only the right-wingers, but the MAGA right-wingers. So... We'll see what happens with that. Um, that's, that's the Arizona stuff is very, very interesting. And now going into this, obviously a shorter episode. I don't have my co-host today, uh, so it's a little bit different. But going into, it's short and sweet. Uh, <laughs> going into the situation between Chris Rock and Will Smith, that particular um craziness that happened at the Oscars. I don't know who out there doesn't know what happened, but a quick backstory to it. Chris Rock told a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith. That's Will Smith's wife. Will Smith got upset. He went up on stage, slapped him. A lot of people at first thought that it was staged. It was fake. It turned out to be real. Later on that night, Will Smith wins an Academy Award for Best Actor. Doesn't apologize which would have been the classy thing to do. I mean, the classy thing to do would have to not have done any of that to begin with. But after it happened, you would think, all right, well, let me take this opportunity to apologize to this guy, this comedian that's doing his job. Um, he didn't do that. Uh, will Smith now comes out and says, I, I don't know how many months it's been, like three, four months, yeah, I think he posted it on Instagram. Um, he comes out and says that he's sorry. Now, I have some theories about this. My theory is because Chris Rock has been on his ego death tour, um, and it's obviously sold very well because... It's coming off of the cusp of that whole controversy. And people want to hear what he has to say. And I've been hearing, reading online really more than hearing. I don't know anybody that has gone to, to, to check it out yet. I think they're supposed to be, he's supposed to be in Chicago in October, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but what I've been reading online is that he's been laying into Will Smith quite a bit and I would imagine that there's some sort of stand-up special being filmed or recorded or eventually there will be a stand-up special that's filmed and recorded you know for Netflix or or, or, or maybe uh, uh, Chris Rock will do the Louis C.K. Andrew Schultz thing where he puts it out on his own platform I don't know what his intentions are but I can't imagine 
this big name comedian going on tour and there not being eventually being a special attached to it. And he's been laying into Will Smith from what I understand. I wonder if because Will Smith has been the laughing stock of he he is be, really kind of become Hollywood's laughing stock. Simp, the fresh simp of Bel Air, um, the the craziness that his that his wife has put him through, or the craziness he's allowed his wife to put him through. However you want to phrase it, his kids are a little weird. The guy has like he's not cool anymore. Let's just put it that way. Like the coolness of Will Smith has totally dissipated. He's a laughing stock. I think he's become even more of a laughing stock since the whole Oscars thing. On top of the fact that it seems like it's hurt his career a little bit. Um, so now I imagine he's hearing or getting word. Oh, man, this guy is laying into you on stage here and there. And now there might be the potential of it, it being filmed, you know, for a Netflix special or whatever. And if it's a very well-crafted, well-tailored joke, it's going to make him even more of a laughing stock. So I'm wondering, because why else, what else is the reason to, to apologize after all of these months? Why now? Why now? And coincidentally, when Chris Rock is touring and telling jokes about that situation... I wonder if this is maybe a mercy plea for for Will Smith. And the best thing that Chris Rock has done, and I agree with it, he his people has have told Will Smith's people that he's not ready to talk. And apparently uh, he thought that the apology was half-assed and he said something along the lines of everybody is trying to be a victim, I guess, uh, to him, Will Smith's apology came off as he, Will Smith himself was some way, in some sort, a, a victim of the whole circumstance. Chris Rock is not having it, and and he's going to keep doing his thing. And I think he should. Um, fuck that apology from Will Smith. Um, if there was a time to apologize, it would have been that night at the Oscars. And even then, who knows... I, I probably still wouldn't have accepted the apology. And Will Smith's excuse for not apologizing the night of the Oscars is that he was zoned out or he was out of it. So I, I, I don't know if he was drunk or high or whatever. Whatever it is, it's not an excuse. Chris Rock has every right to lean into him. Just like Chris Rock had every right to tell that joke. And, and the, the funniest thing about this whole situation is... That joke, if Will Smith didn't react the way that he reacted to that joke, not only would that have that joke have died right then and there, and that whole situation would have died right then and there, and people wouldn't talk about it. Will Smith immortalized not he not only did he immortalize that situation, but also if Chris Rock has some really I see great jokes about Will Smith and that situation. That too could be immortalized because people want to hear what Chris Rock has to say about it. 
So Will, Will Smith really made this thing so much bigger than it had to be. And the backlash might actually be worse. He he might actually feel worse. Like what he what he hears. Because honestly, like the craziness that 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 Chris Rock could the crazy things that Chris Rock could say about that whole situation, uh, from you know, the situation between Jada and August Alcina, uh uh how Will Smith has pretty much been made to look like a clown. Like, oh, it, it could be so much worse than that one initial joke at the Oscars about, uh, what was it, that uh, uh, because Jada Pinkett Smith had the bald head, um, uh, I, he made a, a reference joke to G.I. Jane. I mean, that, that would have been it. Nobody would have talked about it after that day. But the stuff that Chris Rock can potentially be saying now, those could be jokes that could be immortalized just like that particular situation so we'll see we'll see what happens i'm sure we will hear them or see them very soon oh that's the episode for this week thank you guys so much for listening the show continues to grow because you guys keep listening so keep on listening remember if you know somebody that is interested in the things that we talk about here on the on the podcast Please share the episodes with them. We're on all podcast platforms. If you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. And if you want to help us stay independent, go to our website. You can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merch. Um, We'll see you guys next week. RX will be back. I'm out. Peace.